This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey now. Hey now. And welcome back to the show where two childhood friends discuss their favourite childhood movies. I'm Emily Sandford. I'm Barney Lee. And I'm Zoe Sugg. (laughs) (laughs) And whether it's iconic lines, musical moments, or just questionable outfit choices, the films we'll be talking about on our show are unique in their own way. And this week, we'll be discussing Angus Fong's and Perfect Snogging. Warning, this episode contains nostalgia... And big love for apples. But Zoe, apples give you wind. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for the onions instead. <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> Front page of the papers tomorrow. <laughs> apples give Zoe flatulence. Ugh, I hate the papers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, thank you so, so much for suggesting that we do this film. Because it is so amazing. I know. When you watch it from that adult perspective, you're like, oh my god yeah yeah (laughs) it's such a classic i feel like it gets better every year it gets (laughs) further away from when it was made it's such like a moment in time for late noughties we're like similar to georgia's age so i feel like a lot of what she's feeling was so relatable like the stress of a birthday party or like a crush at school it's fun to watch but also quite like (laughs) painful as well (laughs) yeah usually a scene makes you die on the spot but like it's like this whole film makes you die on the spot (laughs) so true watching the film for the first time if you can remember that or even watching it now are there characters that you relate to or you know moments that you feel like oh yeah I've been through that so I read the books when they came out I don't know if you remember the books yes there's a whole series Yeah, so I had that and I was in year seven when that came out. So how old was I? 11. And I was reading that book, which I feel like was probably slightly more advanced than I should have been reading. Um, (laughs) But I was actually reading it in the library. We had like, so bearing in mind, I'm year seven. So I don't really know my class yet. Like It's all quite new. And we had a reading session and I, I pulled the book out of my bag. And obviously it says like Angus thongs. And I think the book is full frontal snogging. And my tutor at the time was like, uh, what are you reading? And like, basically just made everyone look at me and I had this book in my hand like I was reading porn as an 11 year old or something and everyone was just like oh my god I can't believe you're reading that what the hell is that about and I was so embarrassed I literally wanted the ground to swallow me up and I never got that book out again (laughs) 
<laughs> it was like an 11 year old reading 50 shades of gray or something and everyone was like oh my god what is that but I loved the book so when it came out as a film I think I was 18 so I was like slightly older but I still watched it and loved it and I think like a lot of like teens especially back then I feel like it would probably be quite different now but back then it's that kind of like internal monologue that's like external like all these things that you're thinking in your head but you'll say it to your friends and I feel like the whole film is a bit like that you're like I can't believe she said that out loud I can't believe that they're (laughs) having this conversation and that kind of is what school life was like everyone kind of like navigating being a teenager and like first crushes and yeah it awkwardly is kind of very similar to me and my friendship groups at the time I think and that's why I loved the book so much because they were so relatable did you go to out of interest did you go to um a mixed school like did you have yes. guys oh okay so yeah there was it was this girl <laughs> you don't get the binoculars out we've all been there I know <laughs> have to hide behind the bush and like pretend you've lost your earring <laughs> yeah <laughs> So rewatching now, and I know, like you said, the characters are kind of from a certain time. I think maybe like young teens today aren't quite like they were in the film. But do you ever think about, you know, down the line when Otty's a bit more grown, like what that kind of journey is going to be like for her and school and boys? Like, are you going to be, you know, like Georgia's mom, super invested and involved in, in her life? I don't know. It's one of those things, actually, that in my head I'm like okay she'll be walking soon and then she'll be oh my god then she'll go to like a play school but I haven't really like thought about when she's a teenager and like what that's gonna be like because even re-watching the film so I re-watched it last night just to get like fresh eyes but also perfect opportunity just to re-watch it because it's amazing <laughs> of course and they don't have phones in it yes like none of them are using mobiles it's like landlines and like going to each other's house still yes And I'm like, oh my God, A, I kind of miss those days. Like when you would just go and knock for your friend or like they'd just turn up at your house and you're like, I I mean, all right, I guess we're hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going in for my dinner in a minute, but sure. Um, And I just have no idea in like 15 years what it's going to be like. Um, But yeah, I feel like I'll want to be one of those mums that thinks they know everything that's going on. But I do wonder if the reality is slightly different. Oh my gosh. We're not going to know. Like, it's going to be a completely different landscape. So, there won't be a school bus. It'll be like school hoverboards. (laughs) (laughs) Technology's evolving too fast. I know. It is. So, so stressed. So, was like Robbie a crush? Like, when you watched the film? Oh my God. I thought that he was just so hot and I'm not gonna lie even when I watched it yesterday I was like he just is a good looking guy yes sorry Alfie if you're listening to this in the car (laughs) with Zoe he is oh my god yeah yeah Aaron Aaron is it Aaron Taylor Johnson yes that's it oh he just dreamy Dreamy. as she says yeah (laughs) sex god sex god (laughs) (laughs) did you used to say this Zoe like oh he is so buff yeah, buff or like lush. Oh, lush. yes. Nice. Lush. Yeah. Or like, so fit. Yeah. Like so fit. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like when you're rewatching it now, you're like, you feel a bit weird because you're like, oh, he might, he's probably under 18 when he filmed this. Like, sh- can I be feeling <laughs> like this? I know. Way? But it's, it's fine. It's fine. Do you feel like rewatching it as an adult? You're like, I just don't know that that pairing would ever really be a thing. I feel like the boys just seemed so much older than 
jazz in Georgia. Oh God, yeah. Well, I, I think they're supposed to be like the year above, but then that yeah. that kind of like sets the question: like, why are guys in the year above interested in the girls in the year below? Especially not yeah. like the, maybe like the cool gang. Yeah, oh, yeah, because um, Lindsay is like he's not a cradle snatcher, and it's like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if I'd fancy a guy, you know, obviously he's so gorgeous, but then when he starts talking, he's like, all right, lovely, lovely. <laughs> and you're like, shush. Yeah. The accent was slightly um, dodgy. Yeah. Yeah, questionable. <laughs> if this is cosmopolitan. Oh. Yeah, then I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> Never want to go to London if they all talk like that. Although I do feel like if you were like a 15 year old and the like hot guys in the school who were like a couple of years above you. That just is your ultimate dream, isn't it? I feel like Jazz and Georgia just lived out their ultimate like perfect scenario for like every 15 year old that ever existed. It's like, well, if Georgia and Jazz can get the two like older hot guys, then anyone can. Yeah, exactly. And Georgia did it with half an eyebrow, right? (laughs) Exactly. You've never done that with your eyebrow before, have you Zoe? I can't imagine. No, I overplucked big time. Like when I was 16, I actually found my old prom photos <gasps> and my eyebrows were a tiny thin line of hair. And I was like, why did I ever think that that was a good idea? But you know, according to TikTok, which is obviously where I get all my information nowadays, thin brows are coming back. Like the really thinnies. Yeah. No, but, really? But the fluffy brows are where it's at. Yeah, it's not the one. But I also feel like we're at the age now where like we don't have to be on the latest trend. Like that's for the youngies. Like. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, we're fine. you could stay there with your low rise jeans. Yes, <laughs> they'll look at us and be like, "Oh, the fluffy brows." <laughs> yeah, ew. Um, okay, well, like speaking of these kind of characters, obviously you, you know the format of our show. Uh, we break yes. down a film into certain categories, and our first one is best supporting character. So I guess we can start there. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to know if there were any kind of supporting characters that jumped out to you as kind of iconic. So I have two. I don't want to steal anyone else's. But I think one of the characters who I just love and really tickles me is Ellen. And I don't <gasps> think she gets enough. She just doesn't get enough in the film. <laughs> oh, my God. Justice for Ellen. Yes. Our best supporting character is Ellen. Yeah. Is it really? It actually yeah. is. <laughs> I just think she's that friend. Like everyone has a friend like Ellen who is always there, but is sometimes a little bit savage and a little bit honest. <laughs> and I yes. love that about her. <laughs> that is so true. We we feel for her. Like she's amazing. She is savage. But really like the sleepover scene when, you know, Jazz and Georgia are like claiming uh, Robbie and Tom and Ellen's like, oh, what about me? And they're like, oh, no, sorry. We saw them first. But then I kind of like that she gets her comeuppance when she's like, the olive costume. (laughs) And everyone like looks at her like, (laughs) that's my favorite bit. Yes. She had that in her back pocket, just waiting to use that card. I also really like when Georgia leaves Peter's house, she's just waiting to go in next. Like, I just love that she was just there like, all right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Georgia's like, hi, Ellen. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yes, I would. It's a great service. (laughs) In the physical attraction test, like we just have to give her tens for everything. Yeah. Give her the justice. Yeah. Savageness, ten. (laughs) (laughs) Ten and a half. Yeah. No, she's great. Okay. Amazing. And then you said you said you had another one as well. Well, I kind of think that Peter is quite an interesting, strange character. Mostly just because I find him really fascinating and his bedroom. I don't know if you guys 
looked around in his bedroom. You probably did. He has a huge poster of Hugh Grant in his bedroom. And I'm just like, yes. is that because he wants to be Hugh Grant? I feel like that's like his inspiration is Hugh Grant. Or does he just love him? I don't know. I just find him a really interesting character. I want to know more about him, I think. Went to Notting Hill once. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it is bizarre. I don't remember Hugh Grant running a kissing service in Eastbourne, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, he might. I'll wait, I'll wait for the autobiography. <laughs> when his career dries out in acting, and <laughs> he can start yeah. that. Oh my God, Ellen will be at the front, front of the queue. Yeah, yeah she will. <laughs> no, Peter is an interesting one. I like that he's kind of running this business and, you know, he like genuinely wants to help girls but also kind of pushing himself on Georgia when she's clearly not interested was a bit like watching that back through today's lens was a bit like cringy oh yeah oh yeah yeah and also watching back the like kissing scenes post pandemic I was like oh that just couldn't be a career for you now like you couldn't you couldn't be doing that after school like one girl in one girl out like (laughs) too many germs yeah not the vibe and also his hair I know it's 2008 but Come on, Peter, use some gel or something. I know. I know. He was a little bit like, ooh. Yeah. Just... I don't want to sound shady like Ellen, but carrying those weights? Yeah. <laughs> One <laughs> kilogram or less. <laughs> he has no swans. <laughs> His little ducklings. <laughs> uh, right. Okay, well, moving into most iconic outfit. And I yeah. think we kind of just need to give Naughty's fashion just its own kind of moment because mm. we really went through it please please oh tell God. me that you had a bead phase <laughs> i 100 percent had a bead phase yes <laughs> i knew it <laughs> only the cool girls had a bead phase <laughs> i used to like double wrap them i had so many beads yeah it was a thing were they like multicolored, or did you just go for the classic white classic actually i had some black ones as well Yeah, I had a mixture. I had a mixture of different colours. And I also had stripy coloured tights and socks. Did you go through any stripy sock phase? Like long stripy socks. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And the socks with like the individual toes had a moment as well. Oh, they (laughs) did. So sweaty. (laughs) We had the bags, you know, like the bags they have, they're covered in badges and like everything you could ever stick to a bag. Me and my friend were like that. We used to put like um badges from kids birthday cards so like thomas the tank engine and like uh, what else really like winnie the pooh and we thought we were so cool we were like yeah these badges look great on our bag when actually (laughs) that just was not that was not a good look it's just like you were in clinton's buying thomas the tank engine cards yeah we actually were I mean, look, you basically set off the whole, the vintage movement then. I think Thomas Tank Engine is pretty vintage. Wait, I've got a confession, yeah. guys. I had a ringtone. You know when you had to buy a ringtone? Oh, yeah. Like I had pounds. Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> and I thought it was, like, funny, so it was cool. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, hindsight, yeah. Well, I like when you had Wannabe by the Spice Girls as your ringtone. Oh, no. Do you know this story, Zoe? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Oh my god! Oh no. So I don't know if you had the Sony Ericsson flip phone. I actually didn't. I feel like I was the only person who didn't have it. (laughs) (gasps) It's not too late. (laughs) Gen Z, bring it back, bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) So I had my phone like on my side table and then in the middle of the night, someone like prank called me or called me by accident. It was maybe like 
3 a.m. or something. And I woke up to Mel B laughing. <laughs> and I screamed. I was so scared. Stop. That would actually be terrifying. It was. <laughs> it was if Mel B was actually at the end of your bed. Like, it wasn't just the ringtone. It was, she was just there laughing at you. Like, ah! what? What do you want? <laughs> Oh my god! Stop it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. So anyway, so fashion trends. Let's focus on Angus Thongs because I mean, Georgia and Jazz, we get served some looks in this yes. film. What are your standout outfits? I feel like there's a lot of, and to be fair, this has made a bit of a comeback. I have to say, there's a lot of shirts with like waistcoat style like knits over the top. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mostly though, it's just. The entire like wardrobe of the film. And that's actually quite like basic outfits, really, when you think about it. It's like a hoodie and like a denim skirt with a really chunky like hip belt. <laughs> I feel like that had a moment. Yeah, like what's that holding up? It's like nothing. A hundred percent. But don't you feel like in the UK when you're say like 14 years old, you can slightly get away if you want to, to go to like Woolworths and get like clothes from there that have kids clothes like for an eight or a nine year old yeah you're sort of like teetering on the edge of yeah. still wanting to wear children's clothes but then looking at adults clothes and being like that's what I'm gonna wear so they're sort of like in the middle which I feel like yes. this film represents quite well yeah it was a lot of patterned or colored hoodies yeah the denim skirts yeah you're right though like for like a film that was released in the you know in the cinemas they look like normal kids like they look the age that they're supposed to be such a refreshing change yeah i feel like they weren't really wearing any makeup either there wasn't a lot going on with like the makeup the hairstyles there were some interesting hairstyles but like makeup wise (laughs) it was all very like like 14 and 15 year olds back in the day i feel like it's probably not the same now, but when I was 14, 15, I, don't, I think I wore like, I don't know, a bit of blue mascara every now and then. Yes. Or a lip balm, a lip gloss. But it wasn't really a lot more than that. No. Kids nowadays, you're right. Like they look so much older than they did. Like if I was a teacher now, I'd probably like walk into a classroom and be like, Is are you teaching me? Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> how old are you? <laughs> are you 40 or... <laughs> That's so true, though. It's yeah. so true. It's scary. I mean, not as scary as George's kind of like flicked fringe at the gig, at the Stiff <laughs> oh, Dylan's yeah, gig. That was but interesting. yeah, that was that was a choice. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> I actually got over that one. Oh. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, well, I guess speaking of gigs, we could move into best musical moment. And again, we were blessed with some amazing bands and singers in mm. this kind of like mid to late noughties. 100%. The soundtrack to this film is amazing. I was actually listening to it in the car on the way in this morning. I was like, it's so good. I love every song. <laughs> it slaps. Honestly, like it still stands, stands today. Like it's so, yeah. so good. Like at that kind of time, were you going to many gigs? Like, are you, were you like a, a gig goer? Yes, I loved a gig. Loved a gig. I went with my friends. So we saw Lily Allen, <gasps> who who has a song on. I feel like she has a song in this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, she covers the Kooks. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we saw the Kooks. <gasps> like we were like ticking off the bands from that film, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's amazing. That is that's yeah. insane. Oh my god. Naive. What a song. I know. I love Lily so Allen. And then the the Stiff Dylan song, the ultraviolet song that's like the song of yes, the film. Yes, so good. I had that. I think I paid and downloaded it and I had that on my like iPod at the time. I loved it. Like when you like on iTunes like 79p bargain. Like I Yeah, or back then it was probably like 49p. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, a bargy. <laughs> I don't think how they would talk back then. Yeah. <laughs> Apple, you are cow surprising me right here. 79p. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Yeah. No, that is amazing. So yeah, um, I loved, I loved Ultraviolet. Although I think it's funny that um, Robbie was like, right, here's a song I wrote for Georgia. It's called Ultraviolet. <laughs> and then immediately he steps back and lets the other singer actually sing the song. You're like, wait, but you wrote it, Robbie. You sing. Also, that was a really good impression of him. <laughs> right? <laughs> you nailed that. <laughs> you know, just living in London, you just pick it up really naturally. <laughs> it's how all Londoners talk. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I feel like that is like every girl's dream. Like her boyfriend just happens to be in a band and he's written this song for her and it's her birthday. Like find me a 15 year old that just wouldn't paint that as their perfect scenario. It's almost not really real life because it isn't. But you know. <laughs> and for Robbie as well. Like I'm much more of a dog person than cat person. You have Nala, so I'm sure you agree. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I would pretend that I loved cats for him. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so would I, to be fair. Oh, I love cats. <laughs> You know what? They should sell the Angus Rocks t-shirt that he's wearing at the end. Would that not be so good? That would have been amazing. I could see that in like Topshop in 2008. RIP Topshop. You guys need to do that. Yes. Should... To hell with the copyright laws. We'll do it. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> yeah. If Topshop can make an Elton Scone t-shirt. <laughs> do they? Yes. Elton Scone. God, that's so offensive. <laughs> It's a 
on with star glasses. Oh no! Um, Is that available to buy now? <laughs> no. So my brother had it back in the day, and then he looked at an old photo of Tom Holland and was like, "He's wearing it." No way! Yeah, so funny. Tom Holland grew up. Where we grew, where up. We grew yeah. up. Yeah. So might have been from the Kingston Top Shop. How funny. Also, I would always say scone, not scone, so it just wouldn't work for me. Well, there we go. We've <laughs> settled that debate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> there were so many good musical moments in this. I loved it. Dance yeah. with me. Oh. Uh Dizzy Rascal. And Scouting for Girls. Yes. Classic. Classic. Yes, I feel classic. like the soundtrack to this film is the same soundtrack to The Inbetweeners. Like, I literally, I think they are the same. <laughs> yeah, and it's also really similar to Gavin and Stacey. Yes! Oh my god, yes. And I feel like I can imagine Stacey saying a lot of what Georgia and Jazz and the girls say. Yeah. <laughs> Their whole language. In another life, they all kind of knew each other. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> or they got with the boys when they got older. Goodbye, Robbie. I'm a Will girl now. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> no one should be a Will girl. It's better than being a J girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair, fair <laughs> so, shall we move on to favourite quotes? Yes. Oh, there's so many in this, isn't there? We're excited for your take on this. Yeah, go on, hit, hit us with some. Are you sure? Okay, I made some notes. This is how into it I got. Because I was like, otherwise yes. I'm never going to remember. Dedicated to the pod. We love you for this. Yeah, we love the commitment. Thank you. <laughs> So you've obviously got the very classic Georgia Nicholson, like, sex god and <laughs> Nervy B. Nervy B. Which I love. In fact, the girls in the office still say Nervy B. They still say it. No. no. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to work in your office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of loved that boobs got called Nunga Nungas. And I'm sad that that never just became a, a thing that carried on. <laughs> I know, like petition to get it in the dictionary. Yeah, exactly. we've got three signatures. Sarah Blakely, hello. <laughs> you need a Spanx Nunga Nunga holder or something. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And then I feel like one of my favourite things that they say a couple of times is when they discover that Lindsay is wearing a thong and they're like, I always knew she was from Bulgaria. <laughs> Like, some of the things they say, they're so obviously scripted, but I just love it. And, like, so rude. Like, what's wrong with that? So rude. So, this is what we were literally discussing a second ago with the girls in the office. We were like, why was wearing a thong considered vulgar? Like, isn't that so crazy? Because back then, I loved a, like, Topshop three for seven pound on the thongs. Like, we were yes. all about the thongs. A girl of my own heart. I was exactly the same. <laughs> What a bargain. Three for seven. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then obviously when they discover, when she sees that Jazz is wearing a thong and she's like, have you got your ticket yet? And she's like, ticket to where? And she's like, ticket to Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just, the language they use is just so good. And also like, Georgia, you already used that joke in the last scene. Like, <laughs> say something uh, else. Yeah. I think she's starting to actually believe it's a real place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen it on the globe somewhere. Somewhere yeah. towards the bottom. I kind of want to go. Like when I watch Eurovision, there's so many countries that come up and I've <laughs> never heard of them, which is awful. So maybe next year it will be like zero point yeah. from Bulgaria. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but I do think one of my favourite scenes is the trying to impress Tom and Robbie at the organic veg shop. <laughs> yes. 
it's so good when she puts on her low voice. I'm not going to attempt to try and do it because I feel like Barney, I feel like you'll be very good at this. No, no, no please, Zoe, please, you, you have For to right. give us a line. Okay, I'll try. I will try. <laughs> yes. So she's like, How nice to see you, Georgia. I was just picking up some onions for my mum. <laughs> <laughs> to which Georgia replies, Well, you know your onions, don't you, Jazz? I just think that is just the best little snippet. And then she says something about, you've been eating organic for ages. And Tom's just like, cool. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> wow. Zoe, can you please teach Ottilie her first word? And can it be onion? <laughs> I, yeah, I will, I will give it a good try. Yes. <laughs> Said in a low voice, onion. <laughs> Every time you see her, just onion, onion. onion. Yeah. <laughs> She'll think it's Alfie's name, Onion. Oh, <laughs> Onion, yeah. Onion Day sounds really cute. <laughs> <laughs> it does, to be fair. I should have considered it for her name. Oh, <laughs> the next one. Next one. Or we can yeah. make it the secret middle name between us three. Yeah. Or yeah. Onion. Yeah. <laughs> cute. We know what the O really stands for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're so right. In what universe is talking about onions impressive? The fact that Tom is like, <laughs> Do you need something for your sore throat? She's like, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. That scene is so amazing. Yeah. I feel like the, they had a lot of confidence. Like I would, I wouldn't have gone anywhere near that organic veg shop if I wanted to get to speak to them. I think I would just be one of those teenagers that just admired from afar and just wrote about them all the time in my diary, but I would never actually try an action saying hello to them. So I loved the confidence. They were super confident. Yeah, for 14-year-olds. Like, yeah. actually insane. And also, like, the boldness of Georgia devising this scheme about, like, Angus has run off. And, like, even to the point that she got flyers printed <laughs> and was going to... I know. Like, what? I'm, you know, I'm not condoning the lying, but good on her. She got what she wanted. It so. worked. <laughs> yeah, she's been hanging around with Ellen, so she's got a bit of sneakiness yeah. in her. <laughs> yeah, it was probably Ellen's idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ellen's ideas. <laughs> oh my gosh. Aww. So true. Did I steal any of your quotes? No, well, we loved onions, yes, didn't we? We, do. we also loved the whole chat when uh Georgia walks in to the party right at the beginning in her costume. And um Lindsay goes, And what are you supposed to be? An obese leprechaun? Anyone can see I'm a stuffed olive. <laughs> stuffed is right. <laughs> That is a like, good one. That ouch. Is good one. So also, cool. Also, that is some serious paper mashing. That, because uh, I've done paper mache before. <laughs> that would have been weeks of work. Yeah, the layers. So many layers. And don't you have to do it over a balloon? So how big was that balloon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And then, you know, when she, she like runs home and then she's like, stamping on her costume out, outside the house that really resonated with me because one time um, I went on a family holiday and there was like a like a kids night where you all had to dress up as your favorite you know like pop star or character like in the hotel and um, literally I don't know how we did this but my mum made me a Bart Simpson mask out of like some yellow crayons I had packed and like a sheet of paper and maybe some nail scissors to cut to cut it out and I like went down with the Bart mask I had like an orange t-shirt and like you know blue shorts walked downstairs into like the kids bit and no one else had really or like a few people had dressed up but like you know not a lot of people and I was so mortified even at like what six years old that I ripped the mask off and scrunched it up in a ball and my mum was like are you joking like what and I feel 
you're so bad now. And so, yeah, Georgia doing that. I'm, I know that her dad helped her. So that would have been, would have been oh, hard yeah. to see. But, um... <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> anyway, we're glad you could be here for this therapy Thera- session. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally about to say, maybe you should do another fancy dress party and redo the mask. Bring it back. <sighs> I feel like if we did any type of fancy dress, it would be like the whole Volivon, like cheese and pineapple stick and Yes. What like uh Ellen was gonna be the cocktail sausage. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So if any of those costumes are interesting to you, Zoe, please feel free to dress up and we'll see you there. We'll see you at the club. <laughs> okay. It sounds like a great theme for a fancy dress. I think you should just make everyone dress as a as an hors d'oeuvre. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, great. perfect. <laughs> well, that actually kind of goes on quite nicely to can we discuss? And I guess something that we wanted to chat with you about are kind of birthday parties when you're younger and the pressure mm-hmm. that comes with that were you blessed with having any type of like big birthday bash so the only big birthday bash I had was when I was 18 so I was a bit older and that was different because that included alcohol <laughs> that doesn't count <laughs> when I was like 14 15 I was actually trying to remember what I did for my 15th birthday and I cannot remember I was the kind of girl that had like my friends around for a sleepover I never did anything really extravagant um I think in the back of my mind I always worried if I did people might not come like there was always that Aww. fear of like, oh, if I like make the effort, even though I had a lot of friends, but it was like, I don't know, too much pressure. I just didn't want that. I was like, no, I'll keep it kind of low key. I have my friends around for a sleepover. We'll get pizzas, watch films. We watched quite a lot of scary films. That was about as wild as my like teen parties got, like staying up all night. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you weren't playing the um, attractiveness test that the other girls did at their sleepover. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I hope people don't do that. Can you imagine? Such an Ellen I thing. Ca- Isn't it? That would have definitely been Ellen's idea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to find any excuse to shade Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> she will do it. <laughs> like, I, feel, I do feel like it was probably something like I just that age is where you are just the most honest with your friends. And I feel like with Jazz and Georgia's like back and forth and them having that little like row. I was like, oh, my God, it does take me right back to being like a teenager because there is just that air of honesty that kind of disappears a bit more when you get a bit older. So, yeah. Oh, my God. We all used to fall out all the time over the most ridiculous things. Yeah. Oh my god, definitely. It just like lack the awareness. <laughs> yeah, no awareness at all. <laughs> no awareness at all. But yeah, we we were more of like the stay up all night watching something, like maybe going to the field at night. Like we lived in the countryside, so there wasn't a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, fine. Did you guys have any big teen parties? <sighs> But not teen, really no. no it was very much kind of your your similar vibe you know maybe like my older sister would buy us a pack of wkds to share like four wkds between like 10 of us <laughs> whoa <laughs> hide it behind the sofa when his mum comes yeah. home <laughs> sorry we used to drink um caribbean twist do you remember that? <gasps> uh, do they delicious. still do that i don't know they might do i mean the amount of sugar that was probably in that like i don't think it should be sold no <laughs> you thought you were drunk but you were just on a sugar high <laughs> yes oh my gosh yeah that is it that's it completely 
I don't know, maybe we'll get like the dance mat out and that would be like our wild night. Or we'll have like snacks for a midnight feast, but we'll just get hungry and have them at like 10. (laughs) (laughs) And then fall asleep at 11. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wild night. But then also bring your digital camera and take like 200 photos of us sitting in the living room. Like who who needs these pictures? Honestly, it was a different time. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, can we discuss, um, oh my gosh, okay, can we discuss this? Have you ever had a tanning fail as bad as Georgia did? So, not as bad as Georgia, because I feel like that was fluorescent orange. I don't know what tan she used. (laughs) But I have had tanning fails, big time. Especially because I feel like back in the day, I would use like a tanning lotion. So I had no idea where I was putting it and I was putting it on really badly. So I'd just wake up the next day and I would just have like patches all over my leg and arms. And then I'd have like PE the next day or something. I'd be like, oh no. (laughs) Get the apricot scrub out and be like, come on, expose it. And just like wearing away your skin. (laughs) Which you can't use now. That's St. Ives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah basically razor blades yeah god the things we did that gen z just don't do nowadays yeah we walked so they could run (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) i think everyone has to go through it i also went through a phase of my like mustache growing out at like 13 14 it started coming and i was like uh not a lot of other people have got like mozzies coming through yet so (laughs) i bought like jolin bleach from boots it's like this little like cream and you can just like put it on hairs and it just bleaches the hair. Except because my hair's quite dark, it didn't go blonde, it went orange. Oh no. <laughs> and, and I also did it on my legs in the summer when we had games. I was like, oh no, I've got like, a, like literally peach fuzz, but like, oh no, no other boys have got it. So let me dye my hair orange. And then everyone is obviously like, like, buddy, why are your legs orange? <laughs> literally. <laughs> You're like, I have no idea. Yeah, you know, I just woke up like this. <laughs> I feel like our school was kind of strict to it. It was like, no false nails, no hair dye. Like, your socks had to be a certain colour. It wasn't like a strict school. But I feel like back in the day, there was like no room for error. And I had yeah. my nails done. I must have been about 14, 15, because my mum used to do nails. She was a nail technician. So <gasps> like every half term or like summer holiday, I would get extensions. And I came back into school with them. And they did this thing before we went into a lesson where we would line up and they would check like our ties, our socks, like our hat. They would check everything. And I obviously still had these nails on and I just like looked down at my hands and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And he came and it was a guy as well, which I just feel like made it even worse. He came along, he took my hands and he was like, those aren't real. And I was like, yes, they are. I don't know why I said it. I was like, yes, they are. <laughs> he was like, well, they don't look it. And I was like, they are. And he was like, okay. And then I was just like, oh my God. Like, I was quite a good, like I never wanted to break the rules. And I was so scared because I basically lied to him, but it worked. <laughs> he couldn't really question it any more than me being like, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. I think because it's a guy that always helps because... I yeah, mean, guys are clueless. He's like, to the best of my knowledge, these do not look like real nails, <laughs> but I can't be sure. <laughs> You've never seen nails so fabulous. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. And also so cool that your mum used to be a nail technician. Uh, yes. I know. That is gold. Yeah. Although she always says that she absolutely hated doing them on me because I was like, ow, that hurts. No, don't do it like that. You've done this <laughs> nail wonky. Like I was very, I was like Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> 
So are there any other things that you wanted to discuss from the film? I think the only other thing I have on my notes is just one of the other bits that really makes me laugh is when they're walking down the street and they just randomly start singing Big Fish, Little Fish, Cardboard Box because it just has no context to anything. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) But I love it. Zoe, are you reading our minds right now? We thought the exact same thing. Like, they're just having a casual conversation. And all of a sudden, big fish, little fish, cardboard box. Like, huh? (laughs) But then actually thinking back, I'm like, maybe that is the sort of thing that me and my friends would have just randomly done. I don't know. (laughs) It's all you can do in Eastbourne. Yeah, literally. That and buy onions. Oh, sorry, onions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just think that it's a great film. And, um... It's almost like the older I get, the more I love it. Same. It's going to be one of those classics when you're like, one day you'll be like, oh my gosh, Otter, you've got to watch this classic piece of cinema with me. What? The Godfather? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Angus Thongs. <laughs> Scouting for Girls starts playing. Like, <laughs> this is so prehistoric. Like, you didn't even have a way of communicating that wasn't a home phone. <laughs> yeah, ew. And then her dad's like, I've been trying to call, but you've been on a line. Like, uh, use another phone then. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) You know, it's like, um, oh, like, I want to use the phone. You need to get off the internet. Like, what? In what universe? Yeah. Or when you were, like, trying to dial up and you could hear the dial up in the phone. Horrendous. Like, the stuff of nightmares, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe it's just quite a classic. But I feel like they should remake Angus Thongs, but, like, in new generations just for the difference between the films like if they remade it now how different would it be from the 2008 oh my gosh basically we need to get georgia on the phone yeah and then on the home phone on the home phone well she'll have a mobile now (laughs) (laughs) but we should call her and maybe make this happen and then maybe she can sneak us three in as extras yes we're like the exchange students (laughs) oh hello yeah So good. Also, you guys probably already know this, but this was just one of those facts a couple of years ago that blew my mind. Georgia is with Rupert Grint. Yes! yes! What? Like, and they have a child. How? How do they meet? Like, what is that story? What is that origin story? I need to know that story. We just don't know. I think he saw her in this film and was like, I can be her Robbie. Yes. Oh. <laughs> or he was on the Hogwarts Express and they stopped off. In Bulgaria, and she was. <laughs> I reckon that's actually more accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. You've nailed it. Oh exactly. <laughs> or maybe Aww. it was the stuffed olive. Yes, I love an olive. Yeah, they I... both uh, they were in the organic shop, and they both reached for the last pack of olives, <laughs> and their eyes met, and the rest was history. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, Someone in the world will know that story. Yeah. Um, oh, that would be the dream. Because I would hope that she would maybe listen to this podcast episode. So you never know. Yeah. Maybe she can confirm. She's like, no. <laughs> Zoe, I actually um met Georgia a few years ago, randomly at this gig. She was outside, I think, smoking or, or like just on her phone or something. Was it the Stiff Dylan's gig? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were outside Stiff Stiff Dylan's. Yeah, <laughs> reunion tour. Um, and I was I was with my friend. I was like, I can't not say something. Like the 2008 Barney would like literally I like be going insane. So I went up to her and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry to interrupt. But I just wanted to say like, loved you in the film. 
you taught me how to be bilingual. Like, <laughs> you're amazing. Oh, what did she say? What was she like? She was like... She stuffed her cigarette butt on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was, she was so lovely. She, honestly, she was so nice. She, she even posed for a photo with me. So. I hope you, um, I hope you share that. I want to see it. <laughs> yes, I'll need to put it on the Hey Now Hey Now channel for 100%. sure. That was so funny. Oh. But yeah, we need to have a sequel or um, something. Yeah, I'd love to see what George is doing now. Definitely, Nickelodeon. Yeah, if you're so listening, good. yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Drop us a line. Well, honestly, Zoe, thank you so much for recommending this film because it is absolute gold. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like every time you watch it. It's just it just reminds you how amazing it is. Do you have any other movie recommendations, things that you grew up watching on repeat? Oh, I feel like you guys have already covered so many of them, which is why I love your podcast so much. Oh, Oh, I can't think of any. Well, (laughs) we did put you on. That was a very Ellen thing of us to do. Well, no, listen, we've got a whole new series um, launching. So you'll have, yeah, at least eight more episodes to, to listen through. Um, and hopefully enjoy. Oh, of but, course. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I could literally sit and talk about films all day. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh, I know. Technically, this is a working day for me. But I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm just I, like, I need to talk to Zoe. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> That was so perfect. Thank you so, so much. So nice to meet you guys. Oh, it's so nice to meet you too. Bye-bye. So this is a comedy drama romance. And this film was based off the book series Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging, released in 1999 by an author called Louise Renison. So this film is actually a combination of the first and second books of the series. Nice. I remember the series, but when I was the age the film came out, I was not a reader. Right. You know? Yeah. I'm a huge reader now. I don't stop telling people. (laughs) You know when you read a page and then you get to the end of the page and then you realise you forgot to read? Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Like I've taken nothing in. So the plot of the film follows 14 year old Georgia Nicholson as she tries to find a boyfriend whilst also organizing her 15th birthday party. So let's just talk about the cast really quickly. Georgia is played by Georgia Groom. Coincidence? That's her first name as well. Tell us why you should have this role. My name's Georgia. I really liked her in this. I think she's amazing. And what I really like in like future life is that she is engaged to or married to. Or baby mama to. I'm not sure. To. Rupert Grint. Yes. AKA Ron Weasley from Harry Potter. Yeah. Love that relationship. Who saw that coming? Like how did they meet? I want to know that story. They were at a party and (laughs) he was dressed as a um, toothpick for olives. (laughs) Did he say, let me stuff your olive? You know what? This is a bit of a showbiz story, but I was at I was at a gig after party <laughs> of this artist called Rally Ritchie, who was Grey Worm in Game of Thrones. I think that's his character's name. I've obviously never seen it. Mm. He played a gig in London, and because of my job, I had access to the after party. Rupert Grint and Georgia Groom were there, and when we were leaving, Georgia was outside, I think, smoking, and I thought, well, obviously, now's my chance to talk to her. So I just went up to her and was like. Like, <laughs> such a big fan. You taught me to be boy lingual. What did she say? Kelsey Freeze. 
if she did, I would have died on the spot. Yeah. Oh my god. She was really lovely, and she posed for a photo. And if you scroll far enough on my Instagram, you'll find it. You know what? I'll try and find it, and I'll put it on Hey Now Stories because yes. the world deserves it. They definitely do. Yeah. The film also has Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh my goodness. His character is two years above Georgia and her friends. In what universe is that happening at at a school? We also have Karen Taylor and Alan Davies playing Georgia's parents. I love them so much. Same. I mean, we should maybe get into it a little bit later, but they are amazing. And the fact that Georgia is so embarrassed by them is just rude. Like, sorry, they're in love. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Steve Jones in this. He plays Jem. What? Uh, I really like him. He's great. I mean, he's not an actor, right? Like, this is the only thing I've seen him act in. He's a presenter. Yeah, he also looks identical to Gethin Jones. Yeah, and surname is the same. Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah, Gethin Jones and Steve Jones. Are they related? No, but they're both Welsh. Yeah, he was great as Jem, even though, ugh, ick from that name. Oh, my God. The interior decorator. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> interior decorator come on Jem. like let's not play up to stereotypes no 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 we also have eleanor tomlinson who has kind of made it as like a proper actress i love her in poldark yes i love poldark for many reasons reason number one Aiden turner but she is so good as demelza oh, in great. poldark yeah she's come a long way then yeah it was all that <laughs> onion practicing <laughs> and then I guess the last person that we should highlight is Kimberly Nixon, who plays Slaggy Lindsay. She was so fun to watch in this. And um, if anyone listened to series two, we mentioned her in our Wild Child episode because she plays Kate, right? Yeah. Very different character. Oh my God. So nice in Wild Child. Absolute biatch in this film. <laughs> You know, in the book, she's known as Wet Lindsay because she's supposed to be a bit of a drip. Right. But I can't imagine that in this film. So Slaggy Lindsay, that's so funny. We used to say the word Jezebel. What a Jezza. It's like um, a prostitute. Very biblical. (laughs) (laughs) You went to Bible school, right? Yeah, yeah. So shall we go on to best supporting character? Marvy. Okay, so now we're going on to best supporting character. And I think we should start with Georgia's younger sister, Libby. Yes, Libby. I mean, bless her, she doesn't have many lines, but she is a scene stealer. Libby is so cute. She dresses Angus up (laughs) in all of these clothes. And also there's that moment where they're at the swimming pool and she just goes up to Robbie and goes... (laughs) (laughs) Libby, stop licking Robbie. I want to lick Robbie. (laughs) Yeah, Libby saw her chance and she wasn't even in the script. She was like... (laughs) Someone else who is cute is Dave the Laugh. Dave the Laugh. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's really nice. Yeah. And I actually feel pretty sad that Georgia treated him in that way. I know. She really led him on. Gave him the cheek. You know, I've tried to give my mum's friend a kiss on the cheek once. I know what you're thinking. I kissed on the lips. No, worse than that. I led, no, I led too far. I kissed her earlobe. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. <laughs> you just, you just, you just shake it off and never talk about it. But earlobes are soft, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Fine. And it was very clean. So, fine. <laughs> Not an earring wearer. 
Oh god, no, could you imagine? That'd be a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> My diamonds! Okay, so Dave the Laugh, you don't have to be that worried. But she could have given you the earlobe. <laughs> no coming back from that. There's a character we should talk about who, I mean, he's more worth supporting character. Oh, are we talking about Peter Dyer? Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. He'll work. Don't call yourself a legend. No. And I just feel like the operation he's running is weird. Yeah. Are his parents not concerned that he's got a big 30 minute timer in his bedroom? What I do like about Peter is that he's an entrepreneur. He is seeing kissing as this separate thing. He's not attaching emotion to it. Well, at least he didn't until he kissed Georgia and then he was into her. But he's just kind of running a business, helping girls feel more confident about kissing which is great i wish i had that i wish he could have taught me about washing machine syndrome when i was 18 and a guy he really went and his teeth he had had a teeth clash and you never forget it because you're like uh excuse me keep those (laughs) inside your mouth oh seriously yeah what is kind of gross about peter is that he's pursuing georgia she's not interested she tells him explicitly i'm not interested and yet he disregards that kisses her anyway and pushes her into a bush. I know. And like, you know, her skirt rides up and everyone's looking at her knickers. It's awful. Peter Dyer is Dyer. Yeah, it's in his name. I wanted to quickly just mention George's mum. Mm-hmm. I think she's amazing. I feel like as an adult, I would want to be really good friends with her. She's hilarious. Always drinking, <laughs> always gossiping. She seems like one of those mums that kind of like lets you do what you want. Yes. You know what I mean? But that whole scene in the organic shop, no. <laughs> that's too embarrassing. I know. Like she was cringing me at some points. Like her awareness is not, I not great. I know, I know. But she does clock on, but far too late. There's this moment where Georgia and Ellen are getting ready for a night out in, in Georgia's room. And um, Georgia's mum just kind of waltzes in with a red wine. And Georgia goes, oh, come in, mum. The door's only closed for my privacy. And Georgia's mum, who is very tipsy, she goes, oh, don't be silly. You're the fruit of my womb. I've seen all your bits and pieces. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like Georgia's alone. She has a friend with her. I feel like the whole point of being a parent is to embarrass your kids slightly of course it's a rite of passage a hundred percent i've been through it many 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 times i'm still going through it <laughs> barney's dad i love him so much you guys have that rapport now as adults it is just funny but when you were younger you used to get like mortified mortified yeah i remember this one time i arrived and he put a saucepan on his head oh and went God. exterminate what <laughs> and you were like <gasps> <laughs> i don't remember this I've repressed that. We should talk about our best supporting character. Tell me. Ellen. Ellen! She's so funny and cute. She doesn't even need to say much, but it's all in her expression. Yeah. I love that moment where the girls are like trying to spot Slaggy Lindsay and Robbie leaving school. Mm. Then they like fall behind the bush and Robbie's like, Georgia, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) Uh, Ellen lost an earring. (laughs) And Ellen's like, <laughs> Why are you dragging me in? She's like, biggest earrings on yeah. of everyone. She's like, excuse me. Can you not drag me into your lies? I know. Jazz is like, you've got way better personality traits than Slaggy Lindsay. And George is like, yeah, what are those? And Ellen, oh my God, a little bit shady as well, <laughs> standing on the side, like, 
don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. I love that scene. And when they're talking about how George is so funny and that Robbie would appreciate that, Ellen goes, you were so funny in that olive costume, Georgia. <laughs> and the rest of the girls are just staring at her. <laughs> Too soon, Ellen. But she's brilliant. Ellen is so brilliant. And one thing I want to say about that friendship group, you just know that when they got older, they just separated and drifted, you know? Yeah. I like to believe that Ellen's the leader of her group now. She better be. Yeah. They were low-key bullying her. Kind of fake friends. Ellen was like, it's my moustache showing. And Georgia didn't say anything. She didn't have a moustache. No. With or without moustache, she is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next up is most iconic outfit. And 2008 was a really special time for fashion. Oh, gosh. Maybe we should start with some of Georgia's choices, would you say? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, gosh. Maybe we can start with her beads. At the Stiff Dylan's gig. Oh my gosh. And I want to mention these because I definitely had beads and I definitely wore them like that. Yeah. So you have it like one is like a choker and the rest is like long. Really long. It's fashion. It is fashion. I have one of these fears that when I die, people are going to post tribute photos of me. Like, <laughs> oh, my best friend, like Dylan or whatever. And they'll use the photo of me <laughs> with like the beads or something, you know? I'll put the beads on your coffin. Okay. Why am I outliving you? (laughs) Hey. Well, the murderer always returns to the scene of the (laughs) crime. Yeah, the beads were a throwback for sure. In fact, that whole outfit that she wears at that gig, she's got her kind of fringe like flicked out. Yeah. Was that intentional or was that the wind? (laughs) She's just blown away by Robbie. Yeah. Oh my God. Or it was the apples (laughs) she ate earlier. Yeah, it was a reaction. (laughs) Yeah, basically, she went to ETAM, just bought the whole shop. No, sorry, Tammy Girl. She went to Tammy Girl, bought the whole shop. Yeah. Something else she wears, which I feel like everyone wore in 2008, was polo shirts. Her pink polo shirt that she wears to speak to Robbie for the first time. Yeah. That was your choice? I've got denim skirt, a polo shirt from Hollister and a hoodie. Give me a more 2008 (laughs) outfit than that. I'm sorry. Oh, and it gets worse. When the scene when she's looking for Angus, who hasn't actually run away, she's wearing a white vest top, a purple hoodie, a teal chunky belt, because we love a clash, denim miniskirt, red tights, remember coloured tights was such a thing, and stripy knee-high socks. Socks over tights? Oh, no. Grow up! (laughs) Georgia also, this isn't necessarily an outfit as per se, but we do need to talk about Georgia's look which is the orange legs you mean georgia why are your legs orange <laughs> and she's like oh my god i'm such a sad excuse for a girl don't put yourself down like I mean, come on. you just need to change tan stop using st moritz get some isle of paradise or some dove i've heard really good things about yes, isle of paradise does, does not stain your sheets because it's completely clear wow so you know work from home days Nice. Put that on, have it on in the day, monitor it. Perfect. And don't spray it on the floor though, because you can't see it. And then you wake up with tanned feet. Whereas my family found out they all had tanned feet. Oh no! Yeah. Oops. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, the orange legs. That was a lot. I just love organic carrots. (laughs) 
I thought, okay, because they don't show her orange legs until like right at that moment. But before that, you know, she says to Jazz, like, we've got a major problem. And she kind of takes off her trousers and, but you don't see what it is. I swear to God, when I first watched this film, I thought she had like pubes poking oh. out from her costume. Oh. And I thought he was going to see. Oh no. Georgia, what's that muff? <laughs> Speak. you like curly kale. <laughs> okay no 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 (laughs) well speaking of that let's talk about thongs for a minute because it's in the film title Mm -hmm. lindsay's got one jazz has got one i have a question Mm -hmm. are thongs a thing still yeah i wear thongs every day every day yeah that's just my underwear of choice and that's because there's no vpl no vpl comfy wow yeah it's not like you're getting a wedgie. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're just not getting a VPL. Right. Because I just think no one's talking about thongs anymore. I wasn't sure if that was, a th- you know, like thong song is like 20 years old at this <laughs> point. I was like, are people just over it or, but you're saying everyone's just used to it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Thong alert. I always knew she was from Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On the subject of underwear, let's talk about chicken fillets. Yes, chicken fillets. You can fit them in your bra or in your top. Well, not loose, you like they'll fall out. <laughs> I actually lost. I lost a nipple cover on the street. Wait, wait, what's a nipple cover? It's like a silicone, like little flower, which you put over your nipples. Right. Like, and they stick on. They're not supposed to fall off. Yeah. And then you can just have your top and. Oh, not wear a bra with and it. And not wear a bra. Got with it, got it, got it. <gasps> and one fell off! Somewhere. Along this high street in southwest London, <laughs> someone was like, what? <laughs> How embarrassing. Did you notice when you were out and about or is it not until when you were getting ready for bed? When I was out and about. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I had to peel the other one off Aww. just so it's even. I remember my friend had like a stick on bra. Yes. Is that doing anything? Yeah, I mean, it's just giving a bit of shape. Okay. Right, should we agree on a most iconic outfit? Mm -hmm. It can't not be George's olive costume. Dad, my costume is the business. (laughs) Oh, Georgia, if you only knew. He's so cute, though, driving the car next to her. She, like, waddles along to the party. Yeah, and then she walks into the lamppost. (laughs) Anyone can see I'm a stuffed olive. Stuffed is right. If she was a Mediterranean olive, she would have got the guys. Oh, yeah, no question. Delicious. (laughs) Oily. (laughs) And a little bit rosemary. Next up is best musical moment. And remember, we're in 2008. That was basically the revival of indie pop as we know it. And the soundtrack for this movie is such a blast from the past. I'm obsessed. In 2008, my favorite kind of artists were The Fray. Oh my gosh, my ringtone was The Fray. I love The Kooks, The Wombats. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We have Razorlight in this, The Pigeon Detectives, best name ever, The Maccabees, The Ting Tings. There's a Lily Allen cover in this. Yes, I love Lily Allen. Yeah, although I hate trainers with a dress. Sorry. (laughs) It was 2006. That cover was great. She covered Naive by the Kooks. It was actually a Radio 1 Live Lounge cover, but the quality is so good that they obviously 
could just use it for this. Yeah. She's great. Scouting for girls. She's so lovely. Kicks off the entire film. If there was a song to represent 2008, Scouting for Girls, She's So Lovely. I think they're very much still active now, I think. But like, <laughs> they can't do the angle of like, oh, we're just awkward teens singing. It's like, no, you're a fully grown man. They're scouting for girls because like they're looking for girls. They went scouts. <laughs> Not so- <laughs> Do you think they should change their name? Scouting for girls. Um, and then in brackets, women our age, just to clarify, <laughs> they've got to be like mid to. Wait, we need to Google just in case they were overage when we were young. <laughs> Wait, how? Roy Stride is an English musician, songwriter, and producer, also known for fronting the band Scouting for Girls. Born 11th of March, 1979. <gasps> what? He's like 45. Yeah. Is that right? So basically, he was a lot older than we thought he was. You can't be scouting for girls and you're in your 20s. Oh, Roy. I mean, oh, God, the signs were all there. Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about when Georgia is at a house party mm-hmm. and she's bopping along to Dizzy Rascal and Calvin Harris. Dance with me. Oh, my gosh. Spelt W-I-V, obviously. I'm obsessed. If you run a dead, da, 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 I can shut da, my da, eyes that I can Get away from the bar. Do your boyfriend. <laughs> What's the lyric? Tell your boyfriend, hold this jar. <laughs> Tell your boyfriend, hold this jar. Is that what you just said? Oh, wow. <laughs> Who's your boyfriend? Roy. <laughs> oh my God, dance with me. That's so funny. That was a floor filler. You know what song I wanted to hear, but they never actually play it? Oh. It's the song that Robbie writes about Georgia. Oh. <gasps> I wrote a song about you. She smiles and she's like, really? Yeah. It's called Bitch in Uniform. <laughs> I want to hear that. <laughs> um, Ultraviolet is a banger. Mm-hmm. That fire you ignited. And it's a real song because the Stiff Dillons are a real band, but just yeah. plus Aaron Taylor Johnson in, in the movie. But did you know that the song Ultraviolet is a cover it's not an original Stiff Dylan song. It's actually by an LA band called Antenna. And it was released in 2001. Wow. Mm-hmm. So great. The one song that Stiff Dylan's are known for. And it's not even their song. Great. I wonder what Antenna think about that. I'm sure they were given a nice check from Nickelodeon. Oh, nice. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a big one. I feel like Nickelodeon spend most of their budget on Spongebob. <laughs> Before we announce our best musical moment, can I just give worst musical moment to Robbie and George's air guitaring on that boat? Oh. So cringe. Oh my God. Best musical moment. Can't go to helicopter or banquet because Block Party was not in this film. So we are going to award it to Big Fish, Little Fish, Cardboard Box. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Big, Big Fish, Little Fish, fish Cardboard Box. Fill the trolley. The trolley. DJ. <laughs> DJ. Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, what? I like the fishing rod. Always. <laughs> you know, when you just lost suit and you pull it in. It's a classic. Wow. So Georgia and Jazz, honestly, they break into the song mid-conversation. They're just walking back from the organic shop and they just start singing. Why? What happened for them to <laughs> warrant that singing? <laughs> I don't know. But look, when you live in Eastbourne and you're 14, there's nothing else to do but to sing that. If you're from Eastbourne, can you please DM us and just let us know what you did? (laughs) 
<laughs> Apart from going to the pier and look at old people. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people learn the song from the movie. Oh, 100%. So it's more like a public service announcement. They should have done Eurovision and the whole world would have been like, yes. <laughs> I could just see Azerbaijan giving us a point that year. <laughs> Hi guys, now we're going to put on our really sexy voice uh, when we do best quotes. (laughs) Do you need something for your sore throat? (coughs) (laughs) Well, I want to start with the party scene when Georgia turns up as the olive. Of course. And what are you supposed to be? An obese leprechaun? Anyone can see I'm a stuffed olive? Oh my god, so good. Georgia is kind of given some... Harsh critiques kind of throughout this film. Like when Georgia says to Jazz, So I figured out what I've got that slaggy Lindsay doesn't. And then Jazz says, Hair on the back of your legs. <laughs> Jazz? That came out of nowhere. She had that in her back pocket. Yeah. She couldn't wait to give that a try. No. Oh my God. The shade. Poor Georgia. Also, brush the other side of your hair. So frizzy. Yes. It's not explained. What was she? Was she maybe in the middle of straightening her hair at Georgia's or something. Yeah, yeah that is so random. Hmm. You know who the real hairy one is? What you can see in others is usually you. <laughs> <laughs> the dialogue between Jazz and Georgia is obviously so funny. There's the moment before they're going in the organic shop and they've done that typical thing when you're young and it's like, we're going to rehearse what we're going to say. Mm. And Jazz is like, I'm having a nervy bee. We've only gone over the plan a gazillion times. You don't need to have a breakdown. Just stick to your lines and we'll be fine. Okay, how's my hair? Very Kira Knightley. Just get in there, you minger. Remember, <laughs> lower your voice so you sound sexier. <laughs> so good, minger. Let's oh. bring that back. Oh. Honestly, this film has introduced so many new words into my vocabulary. I have this specific memory. I made friends with this girl Flo in my year mm. and we really bonded over this film. I went to hers and we watched Angus Thong's And on my iPod Touch, because, you know, it was 2008, in the notes app, we wrote a list of all of the cringy words that they use. So obviously highlights include Marvy, Nervy B, of course, Mm -hmm. Zitney Spears or what? That was in there. And my personal favorite, it was so fab. Fabity fab with knobs on. Oh my gosh, we used to throw around the word butters a lot. Oh yeah. Wait, that sounded really posh when I said that. Butters. <laughs> People used to say butters all the time and neek. 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 You're such you're a neek. So, oh my God, you're such a neek. A nerd and a geek combined. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry I did my homework. <laughs> There's also that moment in the organic shop when Georgia and Jazz are talking to Tom mm. and then we're kind of introduced to Robbie for the first time. Yes. And he gives um, a cup of tea to Tom and he's like, that's all right. Can't let my brother serve a couple gorgeous girls without a cup of tea. <laughs> he was so cockney, man. Why is he talking like this? So what I'm thinking <laughs> is that, is he a putting on a voice that's a bit higher because he's trying to play a younger character? And also, is he putting on like an extra cockney voice? No, the directors have gone, got to sound like you're from London. All right. Yeah, I better talk like this then. Shall I shine your shoes after you've uh, selected your onions? <laughs> apples, get your apples here. <laughs> Tuppence a bag. What's that obsession with selling things by the pound? Also, ooh, stop letting your cat in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the cat, when Robbie goes, 
if I lost Jubbly, I'd be really upset too. <laughs> Jubbly. <laughs> Lovely Chubbly. Oh, Chubbly, you're right, my Chubbly. Oh, are you okay? I don't know. That accent is something. Although Georgia obviously falls for it. Because remember when she's like, they're from London. I knew they were cosmopolitan. <laughs> I love that. Georgia's got the party of her dreams. Okay, mm. It's the surprise. It's the Kel surprise. <laughs> What's the nightclub called? It's like... Oh, um, Liquid. Liquid or something. Yeah. And um, Liquid and Envy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so Slaggy Lindsay's on stage and she's like, Robbie, this is your last chance. It's either her, sad olive girl who gets everything wrong, or me, the woman who's so perfect for you. George is perfect too. She's just a perfect nutter. <laughs> Give her a break. Give her one compliment. <laughs> <laughs> My God, he's always doing that. Yeah, you were right. Got orange legs, bit hairy. <laughs> Don't worry, I like you how you are. A monster, basically. <laughs> you know, it's a, like backhanded it's always compliment. backhanded compliments. Yes, oh my God, there's this, oh, there's a line when they're on the beach having that final confrontation. And Robbie goes, I was hoping we could go out. And Georgia goes, oh no, I'm moving to New Zealand. What? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You're so random. <laughs> random? <laughs> Do you remember when random was thrown oh around? That is so random. What I love about this film is that she gets chosen by the prize guy. And I love that. And there's that line where she's like, I don't care anymore about looking perfect. It's so overrated. I don't need a nose job or blonde hair because my sex god boyfriend likes me just the way I am. Aww. Yeah. It's true. It's so cute. We should maybe touch on George's other, I'd say love interest, but not really from her side, but... It's Dave the Laugh. Oh, yeah. When they are at the Stiff Dylan's gig and Georgia kind of goes out with him to try and make Robbie jealous. And it works. Yeah. That's great. And she goes, Dave, what's the first thing you notice in a girl? Well, most lads would say eyes, but they're lying. It's your nunga nungas. Why do you call them nunga nungas? Well, when you hold one and you let it go, it goes nunga nunga. And then she's just staring at him. And then she's just like, oh, Dave, you make me laugh like a loon on loon tablets. You're such a laugh. (laughs) It's the single worst bit of dialogue I think I've ever seen. In any film. In anything. In any printed script. That's ever existed. Yeah. We need to award best quote. It's the onion scene. (laughs) There's no arguing with this. I'm sorry. I know we like to go for the niche quote sometimes, but it has to go to the bit where George is like, Hey, Jazz, Kel surprise. What a shock to see you here. Oh, nice to see you, Georgia. I was just picking up some onions for my mum. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know your onions, Jazz. You've been eating organic food for ages. I do love onions. I love onions. Yeah. But, God, that low voice. It's almost Alan Rickman levels. Harry Potter. (laughs) We need to do Harry Potter as a film. Yes. Would you guys like that? DM us if you want us to review Harry Potter. And if so, which one? I'm really sorry to say this, but I think I stopped watching at five. (gasps) I don't know if I've seen the other ones. Oh, my God. So you don't see the scene where Hermione magic sort of willy. (laughs) A wretched Lithiosa. <laughs> okay, can we discuss 
here's something I want to kick off with. George's insane 15th birthday party. How are you topping that for your 18th? I don't know a lot of parents who have 10k in their back pocket to just be like, 15th birthday? Yeah. Maybe in a very lucky world, you would get an 18th or a 21st. Mm-hmm. Not even sweet 16. No. But it's just such a weird choice. You're 15. You can't drink at a club. So what's the point in going? You might as well have just done a nice marquee. I mean, wasn't it Jem's boyfriend who owns the club, owns the club or knows something? So maybe yeah. he, he did it for free. Yeah. Maybe. I'm maybe. assuming. The fact that it was a surprise was amazing. But did Georgia not feel a bit weird that A, her mum said, come on, you and me, let's go out for your birthday. I'm going to take you to a club. First of all, she'd be like, mum, I don't have a fake ID. And then when they turn up and it's completely empty from the outside, Georgia is like, mom, no one's here. And she's like, oh, it's fine. Let's just go in anyway. No, that's so embarrassing. I know. <laughs> just wait, like that scene in the Inbetweeners movie. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Ruin that song. Yeah. And then obviously it had to have been like pin drop silent until she walks right in and they drop that cloth. Like, what must Georgia have been thinking? She's like, why are we walk into a completely pitch black silent room? No idea. So many questions. Another thing that I really wanted to discuss is, are you bilingual? Do you feel like you know the male species? I'm still working it out, to be honest. This is not a cell. There is a guy out there called Matthew Hussey, who I'm obsessed with. Yeah. And he just drops such good guy advice he's a relationship coach he's great he's amazing go and find him on youtube and you can like thank me later <laughs> or award us five stars for this episode yeah. <laughs> that would really help <laughs> another thing that we really need to talk about is obviously peter when georgia arrives in his bedroom yeah he's like what song do you want to listen to to like set yeah, the mood set the mood he's like coldplay 50 cent dido <laughs> I would rather die. I literally do not want to get down to white flag. <laughs> In that scene also, that's when he obviously kisses Georgia mm. for the first time to try and like check her ability. And after literally a peck, he's like, wow, you're a natural. Not too firm or too toothy. That's common with beginners. Like he just put his lips on hers. How can she be a natural? She just sat there. Oh my god. I cannot imagine how awkward that would have been to film. Because yeah, you're acting, but you're also still like 14 or 15 years old. And you've got a whole crew watching you. Oh, and the bit with the saliva when she pulls away from him. And one of the main points we need to discuss is Georgia and Robbie's relationship is based on lies. And gets disappeared. Uh (laughs) (laughs) No, did she not feel bad? Is she going to ever tell him that? Do you think she ever tells him that? No. Oh, by the way, he would be like, I wrote a song about you. <laughs> Called Liar in Uniform. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. The sequel. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Like, their relationship is built on lies. And I don't like how the girls are just hating on Lindsay throughout the film because they're saying, oh, she's so fake. You know, she wears chicken fillets and blah, blah, blah. George is the fake one. She's like constantly manipulating scenarios and scheming. And Robbie's oblivious. So he's falling in love with a person who is not truly who they are. Yeah. So, yeah, good luck to them. I mean, no wonder they they don't stay together in um, in the books. 
apparently Stiff Dillons get a job opportunity in New Zealand. So they go out to New Zealand. And she's like, oh, I've decided to stay in Eastbourne. Yeah. And oh, he's great. like, I'm suddenly moving to New Zealand. Wow. Yeah. What? All right. Fake relationship, fake eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> Libby. Oh, flip, flipper and flipping hell. <laughs> I actually feel a bit sick. Should we maybe just move to trivia? I think so. <laughs> I am going to be Trey Magnifique. <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to go on to trivia, and I'll start. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Where does George's little sister Libby keep putting Angus? In the fridge. Big fish, little fish, cover box. Ding! (laughs) Hey, I add those in later. (laughs) Okay, here's, I think, an easy one. What's the name of George's friendship gang? The Ace Gang. Big fish, little fish, cover box. (laughs) Woohoo! Peter has a huge poster on his wall of what actor? Hugh Grant. Big fish, little fish, cover box. Yes, why? What a choice. I don't know. That's never explained. Because he's a, was he a bit of a playboy? Well, no, Hugh Grant is like who all the women love. Oh, you know, yeah. like stereotypically. Yeah. Can you tell me the name of the restaurant that George's family go to for dinner when granddad oh. comes? Like, look, granddad's teeth, granddad's teeth. <gasps> Is it called like El Barney's or something? <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> Barney is in the name. Barney's Bonkers Buffet. El Barney's. Good one. I thought it was a Mexican restaurant. Okay, what does someone rate George's nose in the physical attractiveness test? Hey, who gave my nose six and one third? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, six, six and a... No, I've got this wrong. It's a four. They rate George's nose a four and her mouth six and a third. <laughs> Big fish, little fish, cover box. Yes. Which is just cruel. <laughs> a four? Cruel. That is so cruel. There's nothing wrong with her nose. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me what Dave the Laugh's note said to Georgia when he passed it to her in the library? Um, are you really a lesbo? Big fish, little fish, cover box. Yes! <laughs> Awkward if true. <laughs> She's like, uh. <laughs> and Peter is absolutely killing himself. He's, he's crushed. He's absolutely crushed. <laughs> he's so dead. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> what does Robbie like writing songs about? Yes, he, I can only remember one. And he says, um, I like writing about how reality TV's brainwashing everyone. That's one of them. (laughs) Life, the universe, (laughs) how reality TV is brainwashing us. (laughs) Oh my God. Get an original idea, Robbie. He's so deep. (sighs) Oh my God. He is literally, I also, side note, like writing about organic vegetables. Oh my God. You know who I've just realised that our impression sounds like? Who? Natalie. From Love Actually. <gasps> oh my God. Actually yours, Natalie. <laughs> David. <laughs> oh my God, Robbie's dad's David. That's who he got the divorce oh from. Oh my God. His mum is Natalie. <laughs> Where the fuck's my fucking coat? <laughs> mum, all right. Jubbly sitting on it. <laughs> right, here's a question for you. What 
book does Georgia's mum give Georgia to kind of make her feel better? Um. Oh, oh, oh. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Big fish, little fish, carbon box. Yes. Woo-hoo! I actually want to read that. I've heard it's quite problematic. Oh. Yeah. I think it was like a big thing in the 90s. Mm. It was the 90s. It was the 90s. Georgia turns up at the party and she's an olive. Mm. The other girls were also supposed to be dressed up. Yeah. What were they supposed to be dressed up as collectively? <laughs> okay. So Ellen was a cocktail sausage, but <laughs> she thought she couldn't because her mum's a vegetarian. <laughs> Jazz was supposed to be a cheese and pineapple stick, but the cheese made her look fat and yellow washes her out. <laughs> and Rosie says, I didn't know how to be a volivant. <laughs> <laughs> so all together, they were hors d'oeuvres. Yes! Big fish, little fish, carbon box. Woohoo! Perfect. Okay, my final question to you. Mm-hmm. Lindsay plans her birthday party the same night as George's. Mm. Can you tell me the name of the club that Lindsay has her party at? It is a really hard one, but you see, you kind of see it on the I'm sign not outside. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's Tramps. Oh, oh. What was she thinking? I'm going to have my birthday at Tramps. Oh. <laughs> Sounds great. I actually went to a club called Tramps in Spain. Oh. And it was trampy. There were bras stapled to the ceiling. Like the whole ceiling was just full of bras. Yeah. But that sounds like somewhere Slaggy Lindsay would want to be. Yeah. We get it. You have a bra. <laughs> just watch how every hour chicken fillets falls from the ceiling like confetti. <laughs> like real chicken fillets. <laughs> Salmonella with every cocktail. <laughs> That's my tongue. <laughs> oh, we don't love that own love but um yeah tramps it was wow from one lady and from one tramp oh (laughs) we didn't rehearse that yeah thank you so much for listening to this episode we hope you thought it was magnifique yeah this was a highly requested episode so we hope we gave it justice justice for ellen justice for ellen man (laughs) you know she deserves better yeah she does if you like this episode make sure to follow us on all podcast platforms and also give us a five-star rating on apple podcast it really really helps with our discovery so that more lovely people like you can listen and remember we have launched a new design collaboration with zoe spry so definitely go to zoe spry.com that's z-o-e-s-p-r-y.com and then you can uh, buy some of these cards from the collection right then well shall we um finish up so we can head down to the market yeah i was thinking we could get some onions (laughs) (laughs) hello i'm florence given artist feminist and best-selling author of the book women don't owe you pretty and this is my new podcast exactly i'm fascinated by different perspectives and philosophies on life So in this first season of Exactly, we're diving deep into five topics of conversation. Sex, social media, feminism, relationships and body image, and exploring them all from different angles. I'll be chatting to an amazing roster of guests, from psychologists and doctors to cultural commentators and celebrities. And I want to hear from you as well. I'll be taking your questions, calls and voice notes so that you too can benefit from their advice and enlightenment. Please join me. I guarantee it's going to be a wild ride. We're going to learn so much and we'll have a laugh along the way. 
out now. Listen and follow Exactly with me, Florence Given, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.